Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The power plays now oh for its last 20. And believe it or not, that's not even the ugliest number or close to the ugliest number in that category. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Predators 3, Penguins 2 in overtime. Philip Forsberg scoring with a whole bunch of barking and complaining from the visiting bench. I've got no issue with their barking and complaining. It sure looked like it was interference that was committed against Sidney Crosby that allowed Forsberg to break completely free from there. That guy's that guy's money in a bank. He's going to put it away, and he did. On the bright side, Evgeny Malkin and Brian Rust scored to turn a 2-0 deficit into at least a point in the standings. But yeah, the power play again came up empty, going 0-2 with a grand total of five shots between those two power plays. So what could possibly be uglier than another 0 for 2 or another couple of non-threatening four minutes with the man advantage? I'll tell you what it is, even though I'm fairly certain that the reaction to this stance of mine is going to be that I'm excuse-making or whatever. I'm not. Power play stinks. Power play's got nothing going for it. Not strategically, not personnel-wise, not urgency-wise, nothing. Zero. It stinks. Underlined stinks. Put it in giant red neon letters. Paste it on top of that beer ad over Mount Washington. Do whatever you want with it, okay? But there's an underlying issue beneath this that nobody seems to want to discuss and that is that this team doesn't get power plays no for real the penguins have 58 opportunities including the two last night 58 total power play opportunities in 21 games that's 2.7 per game that is next to last in the nhl by contrast And I mean dramatic contrast. These very same Predators are second in the NHL with 85. 85 to 58 is a pretty big canyon at the quarter pole of the regular season. So what is it that the Penguins either are doing or aren't doing to get hosed out of power plays like this because it's not normal. It's not normal for a team to get this few, especially if they're generating the attacking zone time 
that the Penguins are, which they are. You can say what you want about all their shots on goal and they're all from the perimeter and everything else. But if you're in the other team's end, if you're spending a significant amount of time there, law of averages since the advent of ice hockey is that somebody's going to hack or whack you. Somebody's going to take you down. Somebody's going to do something that's illegal to try to stop you from scoring. And this does happen to the Penguins, but the arms don't go up. I'm the furthest thing in the world from a homer, especially when it comes to officiating. If anything, I tend to really irritate my listeners and my readers whenever I bring up, oh, yeah, that was a good call. That was a good call, meaning a a call that goes against the Penguins. And I'll even say it in the other direction where I'll think it's a terrible call that's made on the Penguins. Oh, yeah, but we had it coming because they dot, 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 dot. That's not what this is about. I don't think referees are anti-Penguins. I don't think that when you heard the referee last night on the hot mic barking at Chris Letang, you want one too? You want one too? That wasn't anything personal, and it wasn't anything even unusual. That happens all the time during hockey games, and not even just in the NHL, but all the way down. That's just how refs talk. They don't want to send you to the box right away, but they also don't want to listen to your crap all night long, okay? Nothing out of the ordinary there. No reason, at least from what I know or what I can see or hear, including from members of the team and members of the coaching staff that the refs have something out for the Penguins. So why aren't they getting these calls? My own thought on this, and I brought this up with one member of the coaching staff last week at PPG Paints Arena. And I posited to this individual that you guys really need to be diving more. And while he didn't agree or disagree with that, He did come back with, well, who do you think on this team is going to start doing that? And I thought about it, and I'm going to admit here that that was the first that I'd been forced to get specific with this concept. I couldn't think of a single guy. Who's going to start taking spills? The only people in the world who think that Sidney Crosby dives live in Philadelphia. I don't even think there's many of them anymore. Who else is going to dive? Gino doesn't dive. Uh, Jake Gensel doesn't dive. Russ doesn't dive. You can, you can go through the whole list. You don't have divers on the team. And here again, I'm not saying this as some homer. Okay, The Penguins have had some royal divers in the past, and I've called them out as such. You don't have that here. You don't have guys that are going down when they feel a tug of the stick. You don't see guys uh, throwing themselves into the glass or into the boards to try to draw a checking from behind or something. They just don't do it. And honestly, I'm not so sure that's a great thing. Remember when Brandon Tanev was on the roster? Tanev famously led the league, and he still does this everywhere he goes in drawing penalties. Now, part of that is because he's... You know, a a whirlwind all over the ice. He's tough to slow down and he frustrates people and they genuinely will try to do stuff to him. But boy, will he make sure that everyone knows that something's been done to him. This roster doesn't have that. And honestly, I'm going to 
I'm going to hate myself for even saying it out loud, but because I hate advocating for diving because I hate diving. But if that's what's going to work, then go ahead. Go ahead. Just spill yourself all over the rink. Get those arms raised. The truth is it works. Just as the truth is this power play doesn't work in large part because it's not out there together very much. You and I can call for changes and I've done that. And I can ask you back now after this past week in which we've seen some changes, some back and forth. What did you think of Radim Zahorna in front of the net on the first unit? What did you think of that? You don't have an answer because I don't have an answer because there is no answer because we saw it like once or twice in Buffalo and that was the end of it because they don't get power plays. This isn't the problem, but it very well might be the thing that's under the problem. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Mike, and unsurprisingly, it's also about the officiating last night in a way. He asks, DK, how can we fans get the NHL to realize that we're dealing with referees who aren't qualified to be on the ice other than to just stop spending our dollars on their garage league? Mike, you're in a bad mood. Mike, you're pushing for a boycott that you know you can't be taking even remotely seriously in the wildest imagination that you can concoct. However, however, I am not one of those people who piles on to the actual officials, meaning the on-ice officials. I happen to think that NHL refs are pretty good. I also happen to think that the league and the rules and the guidelines and the lack of supplemental discipline make their jobs close to impossible. If you're an on-ice ref, just as an example here, and you see that baseball-type swing that the Rangers' Jacob Truba took the other day at the Bruins' Trent Frederick, right at his head, got him in the head. I couldn't care less what sprung the stick or how he had to spin away or whatever. Hockey rules are that you're responsible for your own stick. The NHL's rules actually, as it relates to high sticking, it might be among the few really, really good rules that they've got. Plain and simple, the player is responsible for his stick, meaning intent never comes into it. Intent isn't part of the thought process before, during, or after adjudicating that particular offense. So Truba, who can't do anything to get suspended, despite trying seemingly every other month for the past three years, Truba swings his stick like this, makes contact in in a way that those of you who go way back with hockey will recall that occurred famously between Marty McSorley and Donald Brashear. And this one was just swept away by George Paris, the goon in charge of supplemental discipline, which is hilarious unto itself, with a $5,000 fine. That's nothing. 
That's absolutely nothing to a player like Truba who's pulling in multiple millions a year. He'll take that all day long. And he'll take the ice for his next game feeling that much more emboldened. He'll take the ice for his next game knowing that the other team is going to be thinking about him because he's such a loose cannon and he's legitimately trying to hurt people that that actually becomes a factor. It it makes his presence on the ice that much bigger. The NHL builds that up and tears down what's being damaged in the same in the, well in the same swing. You tell me how you feel if you're an NHL ref and you see a $5,000 fine on that and you think to yourself, really? Really? Now I've got to be the one who polices that? And yeah, I know neither of the two refs on the rink called a penalty on Truba. It's entirely possible that neither of them saw it in the moment. That's why there are all these extra eyes and linesmen and the ability to review calls that are majors. But above all, that's why you have the video reviews, even after the games, for supplemental discipline where you can make a difference on stuff like this. And they don't. They handcuff their own officials worse than any sport. Worse than football, baseball, probably basketball. But the refs who you see, the ones that are on the ice, I'll I'll go to bat for them. They're the best in the world. There's nobody better. If you want to fire all of them, you're about to get something a whole lot worse than what you've currently got. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.